It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now. It's stimulating talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you, and by my side, the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. Did you ever notice that campaign finance laws do not apply to Democrats? It's a dirty secret, C.V. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Democrat, you can do whatever the hell you want. And, yeah. and it, amazingly enough, and uh, before we get into the first topic here, I want to mention some of the guests that we have on. I, Paul Sutliff, he's the author of The Cancer of Civilization Jihad, the host of the Sutliffian Report. We're going to be talking about the FIFA games being played in Qatar and how they've been using slaves to build the complex in which they're playing these games at. And um, there have been a lot of deaths that they've been kind of sweeping under the rug. And it's it's really a, uh, a really bad human rights record that they have over there. And CV, you're interviewing somebody. Let's tell us what guest you have on for the docket today. His name is Bob Deacon. We're old friends. Kind of grew up back in the hood together in a way. He's a little older than me, but he's a businessman and he's a philosopher and he's into public speaking. Good. Okay. Sounds good. So we've got some great guests on the docket today. God, I, you know, I just want to. I I just think it's so funny how. Everybody on the left and all the liberals out there, their hair is on fire with this Twitter story with the uh, purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk and him unrestricting these accounts. And uh, it's unreal to hear some of the things that they're saying. Uh, Miss Pocahontas, the fake Indian, came out and said, well, we can't just let them do what they want. Like, what are they, what, what, she said, we can't let him just sit in a room where he only controls everything and, and we can't do anything about it. They're so pissed off. It's not that no one's getting kicked off Twitter. That's the crazy thing though, CV. They're yeah. not, nobody's getting kicked off. They're mad because now conservative accounts aren't going to be restricted. That's what they're pissed off about. It's unreal to me, man. It's Elon not controlling everything that they're worried about. They want him to control things, but right. he wants he wants to have hands off. He wants people to have freedom of speech. I'm not saying the guy's perfect. I mean some some of his politics is questionable. Some of his funding from the CCP oh, yeah. is a little questionable. Oh, but yeah. other than that, uh he's been right on target with a lot of the things he's been saying lately. It's funny how he gave Trump back his account, but Trump has not yet Made I even know. one single tweet. He doesn't. Trump is acting like he doesn't care or even knows what's going on. <laughs> well, that's. A, I, I think that's a good thing, and maybe there's a reason for that. But I mean, aside from Elon Musk, it's just funny to see their reaction about us not no longer being. You know, that they if they could have it, man, they'd they'd have us thrown to the gulag. They they would oh, lock I... us away for the rest of our lives, starve us, beat us, and use us uh, as slaves themselves. So. It yeah. just goes to show you how bad they've gotten. I I wanted to talk about this one. Top Republican member of the Judiciary Committee, Rep. Jim Jordan, on Thursday demanded former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, former CIA Director John Brennan, divulge information related to their attempt to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story. In 2020, Jordan's, uh, who will be the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee with subpoena power, sent a letter to former CIA officials to clean about their role in suppressing the laptop story, CNN reported. If Clapper and Brennan refuse to comply, Jordan vowed he will use his future subpoena power to force the two men to comply with his requests. Along with Brennan and Clapper, Jordan demanded information from FBI Executive Assistant Director Jennifer Moore and Nina Joukowsky, who was the head of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. 
Jordan requested more sit for an interview with the committee to probe for the politicization of the Justice Department, including, but not limited to the department's targeting of journalists with Project Veritas and shuttering the department's China initiative. The department's one-sided enforcement of the FACE Act and department's unprecedented rate on President Trump's residence. Jordan also stated more may have evidence that would confirm whistleblower disclosures, which suggests that the FBI is engaging in a purge of employees with conservative views by revoking their security clearances and identifying suspending these employees. First of all, Clapper and Brennerman are no friends to the United States of America. These are two of the worst people you could ever imagine being inside our government. And if you want to know why these uh, law enforcement agencies are so corrupt, you look no further than that. But the other thing is they're afraid of these things being brought into the sunlight because they know how corrupted this is. There are good people inside the FBI and the DOJ, but all of them, the ones that are there that actually don't want to participate in this stuff, get bullied, get fired, get thrown onto the tracks and can't stick up for themselves or their beliefs, or they've already been kicked out of uh, these law enforcement organizations to begin with. So I commend Jim Jordan for doing what he's doing. I hope he holds their rear ends to the fire, and I hope he continues pushing hard with this, CV. Well, you mentioned Brennan, the former CIA director, who looks like a gargoyle. I mean, yeah. he, he's not, he doesn't even look human. He's a, he's a Muslim. He, he converted to Islam. He and did. he looked the other way when he let the hijackers into this country. Yep. And I have to say that democracy is now dead in this country because all the corruption comes from one side of the aisle, uh, but all the political prosecution is goes against the other side of the aisle. So one side of the aisle is all corrupt, but they skate, and the other side, if they jaywalk, they get thrown into the slammer. And it's appalling, and the FBI has had their thumb on the scale of our every election within recent memory from going back to a uh, Wiener's laptop. Cops have sobbed uncontrollably after they saw the abuses on that laptop and they won't even divulge what's on the Wiener laptop. So they expect us to forget. I don't forget anything. MAGA does not forget. We remember. And then you have the Hunter laptop and then they won't release that. They say it's Russian disinformation right ahead of the 2020 election, which puts their thumb on the scale there. Not that that election wasn't already corrupt and all kinds of fraud went on in the 2020 election. And then in this recent election, they're doing it again. You know, and, and the, F- the FBI pay trolls in other countries. They're paying foreign actors in other countries to troll conservative shows, conservative chat boards, and things like that, right ahead of the midterm elections, they are corrupt. It's totally illegal. They must be disbanded, the FBI. You know, CV, you want to see how dark these people are and where their hearts lie? Look no further than Gavin Newsom letting out 7,000 pedophiles free to the streets. Unbelievable to me to see that happening and to see that the liberal media and the uh, the mindset of the Democrat Party to not stand up and say anything towards keeping these people behind bars where they belong. These are people that rape children. You're going to let out ma- a mass exodus of, of pedophiles? Who the hell can support that party in this kind of shape that they're in? And then you wonder why they're hiding these laptops? It all goes hand in hand with one another. Yes. The sex trade business, the sex slave industry, we've already been been given a green light, and I, I've even heard Jim Jordan say it himself, that, that they have information that ties in the Bidens to the sex slave industry. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. how much is it? I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but let us see it. We need to see it. And I'm, I'm just thanking God that right now we have somebody that maybe is going to hold their feet to the fire and bring this stuff to light. We need to know what's on that those damn hard drive. Yeah, another scoop by James O'Keefe. He is a great reporter. That's what reporting used to be like. 
Yo. Back in the day, they used to actually research things, interview and canvas right on uh, on site and research these things and come out with the goods. Nowadays, the reporters, they're not, they called reporters, these talking heads on these news shows, they just take orders from the producers above, you know? On the floor they're, above they're them. They're more. They're a bunch of morons. None of they, none of them are journalists. There's no such thing as journalism anymore. It's dead. Yeah. All right, man. Listen. Um, we're gonna come back. Second topic. We're gonna be discussing the conservatives in Congress pres- uh, pressing Biden to support protesters in China. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. Ninety-four nine news now. Stimulate. Everybody's got me now. Maybe I'm wrong, but who's to say what's right? I need somebody to help me through the night. Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulated Talk. Guest coming up next, Paul Sutliff, host of the Sutliffian Report, author of the Cancer of Civilization Jihad, come by to talk about the FIFA games in Qatar and the human rights violations occurring down there. And then CV has two interviews with his guests and then we'll round out the show. But right now, I want to go over and, and uh, outline what's been going on with the Biden administration, their inactions against the Chinese regime and some of their bad practices having to do with COVID-19 restriction lockdowns in China. Conservative members of Congress are expressing support for protesters across China following last week's deadly apartment fire in the Zhejiang region. The Chinese Communist Party's zero COVID policy is not about stopping the spread of COVID-19. It's another excuse to expand the authority over every aspect of of people's lives. Rep. Mark Green, Republican from Tennessee, told the Daily Signal in a written statement. We have the ability to give these people of China a voice and broadcast their message around the world, said Green, a member of the House's Taiwan Caucus. Attempts by the CCP to censor coverage of the protests is to be expected. But censorship by American companies is not only wrong, it's bowing to a regime with no regard for human life, he said. The apartment fire last Thursday, which killed at least 10 and hurt at least 9 others, has been blamed on the communist regime's lockdowns and other harsh zero-COVID policies. The fire occurred in Uruguay. I think I'm saying that wrong. Yurimqui in China's Zijing region, infamous for the detention of Uyghur Muslims. It's incredible these images are getting past China's great firewall. These protests are broader and widespread, and I believe there is much more behind it than just COVID lockdown policies. Rep. Mike Waltz, Republican from Florida, an outspoken critic of China and a member of the China Task Force, told the Daily Signal in a written statement. Walter, retired Army Green Beret, who began his third term, will begin next month, also proposed actions the U.S. should take regarding the protests in China. First, the U.S. should make it clear we stand with those protesting against the communist oppression, Walt said. Now, I can read his whole uh, statement here, but I'm going to cut it off right there. The issue is the administration that's in power in the United States is basically owned by the Chinese regime. The CCP is walking around and doing whatever they want. It was just a a few weeks back when Joe Biden went and met with some of the delegates and met with Mr. Xi Ping and said they had a nice discussion. You know, it it was amazing. He said, we always support Taiwan and we always support their right to exist. It was it was really eerie to not hear him say one time or mention once 
the COVID-19 zero policy in China or the fact that it was developed in a Wuhan lab and he never said a damn thing about that to President Xi Jinping. So the, uh, the obvious answer for that CV to me is He's not going to. He's playing softball with them because he knows if he steps out of line, there could be repercussions, maybe against him, maybe against his son, and certainly against the United States of America. Yeah, that's what they do. They they lured Hunter Biden in with the sex, and they have him controlled by the compromise that they know everything about him, all the drugs, all the sex, and all the money that they paid uh, the Biden cartel. It's ridiculous. And uh, let's let's remember that Donald Trump is recommending that the CCP pay reparations for releasing the Chicom virus on the world. And that will that will be to the tune of at least a trillion dollars, if not more. And that will totally destroy the CCP because it, well, first of all, their, their economy is crumbling already as we speak, and that's why the people are uprising against, that's why the Lao Beijing, the old hundred names, are, are rising up against the CCP, probably, as you said, much greater than the news is releasing because there's a blackout, there's a mm-hmm. news blackout, not just in China, but here, because the left stream media toe the line as well. And don't forget, China has their hooks here in our media outlets. Um, If anybody doesn't know, China, if there's a movie that is released by Lionsgate in America, China basically owns Lionsgate. So if it says anything against the communist regime of the CCP, they dead it on arrival. So, of course, when they have their claws in our media, that means that they have claws, obviously, in other media outlets, including journalism and news. Not that it really matters because we don't really have those anyway. But the sad fact of the matter is we have a regime here that is no fully and willingly killing their own people. Uh, they're, they're, they have an abortion policy where they kill children. Yeah. If you have more than... Now, I think that they, they upped it to more than one child to two children now. But it's still... They, they force abortion. They have slavery. They are oppressing their people in such a way where we can't even really keep up or imagine what the hell is actually going on in China right now, but for the administration to blatantly sit there and to tell us that we had a great meeting with them and we talked about uh, their, you know, uh, their economy and how our two countries will benefit from a structure where we can all, you know, I don't want to hear that we're going over to China and kissing their rear end because these guys have continuously screwed us. And if Joe Biden wants to give all of our energy development away to China and Russia and the rest of the regimes that are anti-American, well, then we're in a really bad way here. And I, I, it really, it really, really gets to me when I hear this guy get on TV and say what a wonderful job he's doing with, with um, our place in the world. Our footprint in the world is much cleaner now because we have restrictions on this energy and the programs that wow. are being created. When we're, 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 we're hemorrhaging. In, in job losses, we're hemorrhaging in poverty. Our economy is collapsing. We have no way to build up any type of energy in a sufficient way, CV. And they call that success. And let's not forget that Fauci, that little smurf, uh, was financing gain-of-function research with the NIH to create uh-huh. a bioweapon of mass destruction, which is directly... Uh, against the law, the Geneva Convention laws strictly forbid biological weapons. And this and Fauci belongs in jail. And when, when the CCP have to pay reparations, the CCP will fall because the people won't be able to take it. And you know why they're so brave? You know why they're protesting now? Because they have nothing left to lose. They're the walking dead already. Yeah, they they don't have any any uh, horizon. That's right. There's nothing to look forward to. 
They they might as well be dead. So they they're risking it all. The people that are getting arrested are being thrown in the gulags, and they're having their organs ripped out of their bodies while they're still alive and sold on the open market. It's, and this whole it's thing, disgusting. This, and this whole thing with the Chicom virus. Don't forget it. It ushered in all the mail-in voting and yeah. the late voting counts. It, this it was, whole thing it was used to take down Trump. Up. It was used to take down Trump. The biggest mistake Trump did was say, "All right, we're going to do the mail-in voting." He should have never done that. But yeah. they were they were beating down his doorstep. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know what else he could have done. But but this thing, this thing's been weaponized to the point now they're saying, "CV, we got to bring the mass back. The mass have to come back because the mass do so much good." And they've yeah. already released statements coming out that say. There, there was this one doctor who's like, the mask doesn't work. The particles are way too small. It's not going to stop anything. Yeah. And now with the, and now with the, uh, the new strains, th- they said, hey, the new strain is like a cold. It's not even, it's not killing anyone right now. You know what? So you need to just relax. The masks will come in handy for them when they can bow down and kiss my big fat ass. Yeah, me too, man. I got a big fatty for them to kiss. <laughs> And I'll tell <laughs> and I and and listen and don't get me wrong. I know people die. We have never been deniers about that on this show. No, people, Taiwan. people die of people die of of illness every day in this country. And sometimes the illness is the flu or the cold or it could be a coronavirus. But the bottom line is, it's just the, it's just the way of the world. And doing this. Bringing back mass, having no structure in place to get to get ahead of this whole thing, it's 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 more of the same. And the vaccines reduce your immunity power so that the regular flu has killed about three hundred people in the tri-state area since October, which is like astronomical. Why? Because they have no natural immunity. Why? Because they got vaccinated. And they don't trust God. That's why. They don't trust God. They trust the government. Like, oh, God's not good enough. The the universe that God created is not good enough. My natural immunity is not good enough. Let me depend on Fauci. Give me a break. Hey, Paul Sutliff's on the line. We're going to go and do that once CV's got a few interviews after that. And then we'll be back to round out the show. Three interviews in a row. Two interviews three segments, okay? And then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck 94.9. News now and stimulation. on deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. On the line with us, one of our all-time greats. He's been with us since the start of the FM Terrestrial Show here with Freedom on Deck. I'm talking about the author of The Cancer of Civilization, Jihad, host of the Sutliffian Report, Paul Sutliff himself. Paul, how have you been, sir? Pretty good. Enjoying some nice cold weather. <laughs> well, yeah, we are too. But let's talk about uh, sports here for a little bit. And um, when you told me you wanted to talk about where the World Cup was being played in Qatar, I decided to look into uh, this situation myself and see why there would be an issue inside Qatar. And amazingly enough, I was able to pull up a few articles that showed me that there are many human rights violations happening in Qatar. Uh, homosexuality is illegal. There's rampant anti-Semitism that has been occurring in this country. Now, if FIFA delegates and chose the location of Qatar, knowing full well that these issues exist, Paul. So, uh, in your opinion... Why did they decide to put it here and explain more as to what the issue is for for uh, our listeners with these human rights violations that are happening in Qatar directly linked to uh, what they what they did with this stadium for FIFA? I think what might be interesting is to actually look at who is who are the current 
uh, FIFA officials or who were the the current of who were the officials in for 2014 who made this choice. I wouldn't have a problem believing that the majority of them were um, Muslim or you know lovers of Sharia or commies because they the more they insult Israel the, the I mean this the goal here was to have a a big insult Israel uh, fest and that's what you're seeing on on TV if you're watching the World Cup. Um, every time somebody wins a game there they hold up the flag you know, uh, for for the imaginary place called Palestine which doesn't exist any place. <laughs> Palestine is not a, a real physical place. It's a it's a dream but it's not a physical location. <laughs> um it never has been a country, but that's that's what it came down to. Uh, the, uh, what I find funny is that they caught in 2020, even the United States government uh, told FIFA that they caught three FIFA officials taking bribes for the voting in Qatar. So they knew this in 2020, and still they went forward. And the human rights abuses are just... They're not human rights abuses under Islam. That's what I'm. That's why I'm saying I would be interested. None of these things that you're hearing about are considered human rights abuses under Sharia. Now, the people that the, the the workers that they use, um, some have said this is just this is slavery, uh, straight up. Uh, where do you that, fall in line with that? I I tend to believe when you're not allowed to leave a place, <laughs> you have to you have to live where you work. Um, you you have no accommodations. Your your pay is so minimal. I mean, you can't afford to go to, to do anything but eat where you are. Right. I mean, you you have to basically fend for yourself, and and you're treated like a dog. Um, oh, and it says something. You know, the original news about how many people were injured on the job. Okay, let's talk about injuries. The originally said one, three people died at the work at the work stadium. The truth was uh, that they had not told you that they were, when they said three, they were saying, oh, 37 died off site. Okay, so 37 people went to the hospital. But on Wednesday, the real answer came out on that. How many people really got hurt? This is the part that kills me. Um, Hassan Alfwadi, the Secretary General of Qatar's Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy, uh, was being interviewed by Pierce Morgan on Wednesday, and he revealed that the estimate is between 400 and 500. He said he didn't even know the exact number. That's something they were discussing. So between 400 and 500 people died building this stadium. That's insane. <laughs> It's an awful lot of people for one building. Sure, it sure as hell. It sure as hell oh, is. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not one building. It's it's a complex. Is what I should say. I, I, three is a lot. Four to five hundred. That's that's. I mean, it didn't matter to them. They have the records the of this too, don't they, Paul? I mean, they're yeah. They're cool. telling they're telling us one number, but the truth is, uh, they don't really they don't really have to worry about this because. First of all, the the world has said okay to this, so we've given them a a green light to do this. We've given them green light for human uh, slavery being uh, a practice. This is a, a precedent for worse behavior, in my opinion. Well, it says something about the state of the world when their minds are so set on insulting one little country, and, and it's not Israel. It's not the United States that they're trying to insult. Um. I mean, the the option was for the United States was one of the candidates to host. Uh, in fact, the guy who was the head of FIFA wanted the U.S. to host for this year, but the committee voted against him, and you know that was what he wanted. But again, um, their goals, right? Their goals are just very, very sick. Um, when they but they line up with Sharia. So in my mind, you know, yeah, they're evil things, but. That's what it comes down to. Everything lines up with Sharia. Slavery is legal still under Sharia. It's still, I mean, I, I met a Muslim today who, who didn't believe that. He's like, well, you know, each country is different. I says Sharia doesn't go by countries. It goes by a belief structure. Right, right. That, and that's always been. <laughs> it's a no-brainer to me. Right. <laughs> but, and, that's yeah. always, and that's always what you've presented. And you present the facts. You don't present any yeah. 
there's really no argument against it. It is what it is. It's black and white. Well, when it comes to say, Sharia, it's black and white. Traveler people, pick it up. It'll it'll shock you. Um, the other thing that they did, um, I don't know if you saw that one where two days before the uh, before they got together, they decided they were before the World Cup was supposed to start. They told Budweiser they weren't going to allow them to sell beer. Mm. Budweiser pays FIFA ten million dollars to be able to be the exclusive beer seller. I want to know who's going to pay fee- who's going to pay Budweiser. Is it going to be FIFA or is it going to be Cutter? <laughs> because that beer was delivered. <laughs> and you know what? And the other part of it too, Paul, um, Budweiser, an American company, red, white, and blue. You know, any any company that's doing business with a country. Uh, like Cutter, with human rights violations like this, well, I, I want to call I mean, that into question too. Well, I wouldn't call Bud Budweiser's contracts is with FIFA. Okay, that, it's not with Cutter. Okay, well, but so, but but with FIFA, um, they certainly could raise a. Hey, excuse me. Um, why are we using sli- Why are you guys using slave labor? We kind of have an issue with that. Um, I, yeah. I would hope that that would happen. Well, they have. I mean, there's three hundred thousand people that live that are Qataris that mm-hmm. live in Qatar, all right? Only 300,000, but 3.3 million people live there. That means there are 3 million people that are there to work for the Qataris in some function, um, variation from slavery to employee. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying boss because the Qataris don't have to. I mean, yeah, you start thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and they host... This is another thing is, I mean, the, the great amount of anti-Semitism the, the day after they refused the, the beer yeah. and no, you know, nobody raised a big stink. They decided they'd tell everybody, well, we're not allowing Jews to pray here either. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we knew that would come. Yeah. And they, then they said, but they said at the same time they weren't going to allow them to, to make kosher food. But the funny truth is that there's a guy who from Turkey who is actually um, he's a rabbi from Turkey. He's actually making. Uh, which I found interesting. He's actually selling kosher food. Real at the so, at the at the at the site. Well, he's he's there. Um, he rented a kitchen in Cutter, mm. and he is making bagels and and kosher food, and he's presiding over this. Now he's got a team of individuals that work with him, and I, I think it's funny. He he went in, rented a kitchen. He has his own staff. And they make the kosher food. <laughs> so so they got a round cutter doing that. Um, talking about uh, I'd, civil I'd be, rights I'd be issues, afraid to do that. Yeah, I, I personally would have been too, but some people are a little bit more brave than I would. I don't think I would have done it. not political. It's, it's entirely... Um... Uh, Paul, let everybody know where they go and check you out, sir. You can go to uh, YouTube and you can find me on the Sutliffian Report, and you, or you can go to paulsutliff.blogspot.com and you'll find my latest articles and videos. And it's very worth it. Thank you, Paul. We'll get you back on very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, that's the one and only Paul Sutliff. Make you go, sure you go and check him out at the Sutliffian Report, and that should be interesting following what Sharia starts through and... and um, if you get to listen to Paul's show, it's well worth it. Don't go anywhere. There's a lot more show to go here. Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Paul. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 Fox News Radio, C.V. Burton here. And with us today, we have Bob Deacon, local businessman and public speaker. He's also a longtime friend, a like-minded friend. We share the same philosophy. Welcome, Bob Deacon. So how do you feel about our government today, both locally and federally? 
I guess I could just reiterate how upset I am with everything from our local politics all the way up to our state to the federal. I find that a lot of them are not necessarily for the working man and woman. I find that they're all out to line their pockets for the most part. They're very far and few in between politicians that are really looking to help each and every one of their constituents. I know you supported Donald Trump since he came down the escalator, as did I. It was very refreshing how he spoke off the cuff every day, taking all the questions, and most were hostile, doing pressers and news conferences almost every day, calling out the fake news. Do you consider Donald Trump a typical politician? No, I wouldn't really consider him a politician, at least when he first came on the scene. Uh, Today, maybe a little bit more. because he's becoming more polished in that sense. But for me, it was more of a breath of fresh air when he did come on the scene that it was not your typical uh, politician um, answers up and down the line. He came out and just basically spoke the way you and I think and feel. So it was it resonated really well with us. At least for me, I can say that. And it was nice to have somebody like a blue collar type defend us where I felt that we really need to be defended. Well, you mentioned politicians in general. Do you lump Republicans and Democrats into the same boat? See, I, I now I do. Nowadays, I definitely do. I, I don't think either one of them for the most part, you know, what's what's uh, what's Democrat and what's Republican. Um towards the conservative side, you know, I lean more right than I do left, but I am very open to individual rights. So, you know, for me, I'm just, um, I'm just tired of uh, the left and the right and the so-called politician that is really out for themselves and not necessarily for, again, the constituents that vote them in. The left stream media have many people brainwashed into fearing someone else's opinions. But we here on Freedom on Deck believe that everyone should voice their opinions boldly without fear of retribution. Do you believe that the last few election cycles have been hijacked? Yeah, I definitely do. I don't believe in the election system anymore whatsoever, you know. Mail-in ballots and uh, early voting doesn't make any sense to me. Using these... uh, voting machines, these computers that easily could be manipulated. I I honestly don't trust that system anymore. Are you demoralized? Are you going to continue to vote? Yeah, I'll always vote. I mean, I mean, that is my right. And I can at least cast my vote and hopefully it lands where it's supposed to land. Yeah, that's what I, I always say. Even if you don't trust the electoral system, vote on election day anyway, because at least you're leaving a paper trail. So at least if there's a recount or an audit, you're leaving some hope available, you know, because that's the problem is that the Democrat Party these days are covering up their tracks. They're not opening the books for everybody to see. And that's a telltale sign that there's corruption or that they are aware that they're doing evil if they're trying to hide it. You know what I'm saying? So, I do. And uh, let me ask you this. What do you think is the crux of the Democrat Party or the global left in general? Now, when I say global left, I'm including people who uh, uh, consider themselves Republican even, but they're globalists, but they don't realize that they're global left. In, in other words, totalitarian in, in a sense. That's how I consider left, le- you know, leftism. But what do you think... How, how would you define their core philosophy compared to your personal philosophy? So I believe more so today than ever before that both the Democratic and Republic Party are more of a globalist mindset and are more interested in multinational corporations and the bottom line for them. I believe that a lot of these politicians are being manipulated by the lobbyists, the special interest groups, 
and keep them in money, if you will, or influence that keeps keeps these politicians from doing the right thing. You know, I keep going back to us, the constituents, because that's they are. It's an elected representatives, and I don't understand how they are elected and they just don't do what's best for us who have elected them for those reasons. They tell us that they're going to do what we asked them to do, but it never seems to really take place. There's always a reason why they're unable to fulfill a lot of the promises. And that was the one big thing with Donald Trump when he did come in, he listed his promises and then he was able to list all the promises that he did keep and the ones that are yes. still working on. And he would come back out again, you know, three months later and have an update as to what he did and what he accomplished. And for the things that he was unable to accomplish, he was able to uh, at least explain why and how either both the parties, Republican and Democrat, would hinder and stymie his efforts to better represent us, the people. Right. Donald Trump took a common sense approach rather than dogmatic ideological planks of the Republican Party. And I'm glad that he reeled in the party and got its feet back on the ground to put America first. How do you square, for lack of a better phrase, wokeism into the leftist philosophy? What is at their core that makes them so enthusiastic about abortion, mutilating teenagers, neutering teenagers, brainwashing them, sexualizing them in school at a very young age from kindergarten up, uh, this uh, critical race theory that demonizes the quote-unquote white man and so forth. What, how do you uh, square that with their philosophy? What, what is the core, what is the crux of the Democrat or the leftist philosophy that makes them so anti-life yeah, that's, um, wow, you can, you know, how deep can you go with that? <laughs> I mean, gee whiz. So anyway, all right, so let me see how I could answer that. I believe that uh, wokeism is a way of creating uh, confusion and division amongst us people. Right. And people in general, right? So if you're going to always identify completely different from your neighbor or your parents or your siblings or your friends, you're constantly going to have division taking place, creating even more confusion, making people super uptight and to a point where they will just flat out deny you your basic rights. And for lack of a better term, trump you in a way of canceling you yeah and i guess that's how wokeism um started started yeah. right for me i think i'm more woke I, I i like the term woke in the sense that i'm awake now now i'm awake i can see i can see i guess without the rosy colored glasses on anymore i can see what's going on as far as people wanting to cancel uh, others out regardless of their faith, their uh, sexuality, or their political uh, views. I agree. I always distinguish between being awake and being quote-unquote woke, which is used in a grammatically incorrect way, just like everything else with the left. The term itself expresses their overall inaccuracy. There's so much left to talk about, and we've barely scratched the surface. So we'll continue on the other side with Bob Deacon, businessman, philosopher, and public speaker. This is Freedom on Deck, 94.9, Fox News Radio. He said it like you ain't got no coins to spare. And I lay back, and I thought to myself. And I said this. I just picked up my pride from underneath the payphone.
back to Freedom on Deck, Fox News Radio. We're with Bob Deacon. He's a local businessman and a public speaker. Bob, let's pick it up with the social impact of the stolen election, as you put it. And I think we both agree on that. Well, how do you feel about America since, let's say, November 3rd, 2020? We both saw what happened as we were watching the returns. Yeah, that was an unbelievable turn of events after that election for me and my family. We are real supporters of the United States of America, real supporters of the police departments, uh, real supporters of our military. Ever since that night, uh, I haven't flown my flag. I have took my flag down and along with a couple of my neighbors who are like-minded, you know, they felt the same exact way. They felt betrayed just like me. And we haven't flown the flag since then. You know, I considered on flying it uh, basically upside down, showing uh, that we're in distress. Oh, I totally but agree. I, I but that's not that's not disrespect to our our military and our vets no. who served. Because no, no, I think they're I think they're as demoralized as we are. I think a lot of them are as well. To say that we're going to move forward, yeah, okay, so that's great. Let's move forward. But until then. You know, you're going to have to show me more and you're going to have to prove it more. I'm really tired of being uh, lied to and manipulated. And I can go deeper down these rabbit holes, you know, all the way back to President Eisenhower when he had a heart attack. And uh, they were wondering why our hero, our true war hero at the time, you know, an American president. And we need to figure out why he had that heart attack and. The agricultural scene came on board during the 60s and changed everything to our food and our diet and the food pyramid. And I really believe that there's some diabolical things that are taking place, making us Americans, uh, for the most part, chronically ill Mm. with the way they manipulated our food. You know, we listen to the guys in the white lab coats. We listen to the guys that are behind the podium. The men and women who will talk are pushing more. the vaccines today. Yeah. And then, yeah, all the way up until the vaccines, you know. So most of our people that are sick with heart disease, dementia, diabetes are sick because of the food and the diet that we have. Cooking seed oils is a big thing for me. I'm completely off of all of that. And to be honest, I was able to lose 70 pounds. Wow. I was able to lower my A1C from uh, pre-diabetes to back to normal. Wow. My blood pressure, I was able to uh, normalize. Uh, inflammation has subsided. My brain fog is completely lifted. I'm much stronger, much brighter mm. thinking, uh, lighter on my feet. And a lot of it's got to do with me getting away from what they tell us that we should be eating. The micromanaging officials in government and how they are conspirators with big pharma and the food industry and the FDA, they seem to want the American populace to be overweight, lazy, addicted to entertainment, porn, video games, uneducated, ignorant, stoned, And compliant, above all, compliant. And that's what I see when the man on the street, when he asks questions, how many continents are there in the world? How many nations can you name? And they're like, "Um, well, let's see, um, Mexico, California, you know, or, you know, you ask them what continent you're on. They don't even know that. They are so, most people are so completely dumbed down. Retarded. There's no other word for it. It's our education system that is part of it. CD, you know, we can take a fifth grader from the 1960s, 1970s, and they'll be able to answer every one of the questions that are presented to, you know, these college students today that have no answer to it. They just don't have an answer. You know, so that's part of the issue. You know, we have a lot of teachers today that are pushing wedge issues instead of they're not teaching civics any longer. And that's part of the problem, too. And I think that's the reason why a lot of the division is easy for these the so-called woke generation of not having a strong opinion. Now, let me back that up. Having more of a stronger opinion on wedge issues than anything else. I want you to expound a little bit 
on your notions of the law of attraction, uh, if you have another definition for it, the, the more abundant life that Christ promised. It seems like the Democrats are always saying that our planet is lacking. Carbon dioxide is a poison when it's not. It's, just, it's a natural gas in the atmosphere that uh, promotes life. <laughs> and, and that they have to ration everything and, uh, and tax everything and regulate everything to death. And basically, they're stymieing life and growth in every respect. But our philosophy, and we share the same philosophy, is quite the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So either you live in the land of abundance, which you and I do, or you live in the land of scarcity. So what happens? In the world of abundance, we're called creators. We're able to create anything from basically nothing, almost like an alchemist. Mm. But when you live in a competitive world, which is the scarcity world, you have to fight for all of your resources or your ground. If you own a business, yeah. If you own a business, you want to fight every time for your clientele. See, for me, uh, speaking, I live in a world of abundance. I create my own reality. And how do I do that? I do that with the leftover thinking stuff from the Lord above. Mm. When he created everything, it came from the original thinking stuff. And there was a certain amount of that stuff left over for us as the inhabitants of this beautiful world to create. And we've created everything. And the first creation always takes place in the mind. And we speak it as if it were, even though it wasn't, and until it becomes so. Yes. So, right? So, for example, the Empire State Building was originally thought as just a concept taken from the concept to down to paper, to architecture, to drawings, to plans, to men and women working, building, erecting. And there you have it. So there's two creations, one that comes from the mindset of abundance and then right to fruition to really uh, experiencing the reality of it all. Mm. But if you live in the land of scarcity, you'll always have a negative way like, oh, we can't do that and we shouldn't do this and there's not enough of this and there's not enough of that, so on and so forth. And that is why a lot of people get stuck in that particular negative mindset. For me, I'm always thinking of the things that I want, not necessarily the things that I already have. Mm. Christ said my people can have what they want as long as they can stop talking about what they already have. Yeah, and stop talking about what you lack. That's another thing. Because when you talk about what you don't have and woe is me, I I need a girlfriend or I need a this, I need a that, boo-hoo-hoo. You know what? You're you're yeah. empowering what you lack, and and what you lack becomes even more lacking. So yeah. let's tie this all together. Now we've said that we believe Donald Trump is not a typical politician, and I believe that he represents the abundant life. And I think that's one of the reasons the left hate him so much because they are so opposed to the abundant life. They're opposed to life itself. Because remember, life spelled backwards is evil, and. Donald Trump represents life and liberty, and the Democrats represent the exact opposite. How do you parlay your philosophy into winning in 2024? Hmm. Well, I just believe that we all have to keep faith. Today, I think we have to act more nationally. Hmm. I think we have to really become more nationalist. Some people find it to be really rude. For me, I think... Yeah, I just think that all the nations on the planet need to regroup, rethink, reset, let them do their thing, let us do our thing, getting people back into a place where they can be the creators and they can add more to it. Right. Taking away people's basic rights is just absolutely fundamentally wrong, and it's demoralizing, and it just makes for people with their handout constantly. I don't want my handout other than to help pull someone up. And that is just the right mentality for me. 
it works for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a competitive world. I'm really in the creative world. Thank so- you for being on our show today. We really appreciate your perspective. And how can people reach you if they wanted to? Well, I guess you can always uh, reach out to me through my email address, which is robdeke383 at aol.com. And you can also reach out to you guys at Freedom on Deck, and you can get in touch with me that way. Oh, that's a good way. God bless. This is Freedom on Deck, 94.9 Fox News Radio. To Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. We're just running down now with the roundup as we do at the end of the show. It's been a little while since we've done this, but first of all, I just want to say that um, President Donald Trump, who is still my president, I still call him yep. President Donald Trump, is just getting the ball rolling here, and I think things are going to get interesting. I wanted to ask you, and, and you mentioned this before, and I really wasn't even thinking about this, and it's amazing I wasn't. Uh, his, as you said, his Twitter account, he is allowed to go on Twitter, and he hasn't just yet. What do you think the reason for that is right now? Do you think he's going to go back on there, or, or is he staying away from it because he wants to promote, because um, now he is true social? Yeah, do you think. think that's part of what it is, or do I you think, think he's going to... Make a dramatic return and have everybody's heads uh, catch on fire, which so would be in- hilarious. He's so invested in Truth Social, which I, I am on, and uh, that he does not want to even acknowledge Twitter. He was insulted by Twitter. They kicked him off. See, I, w- I was smarter than he was in, some- in one way because I quit Twitter before they kicked me off. So it's not like, you can't fire me, I quit situation. But... They fired him. They, they they threw him off, and I thought it was uh, totally unfair. And that now Elon Musk lets him on, and Trump doesn't even acknowledge it. So I I I respect that. I like the fact that he pretends like he doesn't even know what Twitter is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. He's like, because what, what Twitter? I, What's Twitter? The reason I you know, and because and I think we all and I've said it. We used to say this. Xander and me used to say it all the time. He knew how to use Twitter. It was a big thing for him in 2016 when he was elected. Um, he was very good at controlling uh, the temperature of the room and being able to put his message out there because, as we know, mainstream media wouldn't put his message out there. He was ready to get a- ahead of that. Um, I think as far as a Republican when he was a nominee and when he became the president, we've never had anybody in the Republican Party that knew how to use social media the way Donald Trump did. And I think that's a lot of the reason why we failed so many times in the past. I've said this to you before. I remember one time I was watching um, uh, David Letterman with my father. And John McCain was on. And John, he asked John McCain about... um, he, they were talking about him and, and Obama and Obama's Facebook and where 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 people can get to John McCain's Facebook. And he's like, what's Facebook? <laughs> and right then and there, I was like, he just lost. He he right. lost. These, they just didn't know how to keep up. And I think one of the more um, admirable things about Trump as a candidate was he ran the show and mm-hmm. he knew how to run the show. And as you said, if he touches TV, politics, whatever he touches, usually he's a success. Well, I remember the head of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, and the head of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and the head of Google or Yahoo, uh, or YouTube, they all testified to Congress saying that they work with government agencies. Therefore, they are not a private business in the real sense of the word. Therefore, your, your First Amendment rights definitely apply because the government is involved and the government is not allowed to stymie your free speech. And I remember they wouldn't allow Donald Trump to uh, block people from his account. Like everybody else could block 
troublemakers and trolls oh, I from their accounts, yeah, I but, they that. but they wouldn't allow Donald Trump. So every time he would post something, you would see 56,000 negative comments against Donald Trump. And people like you and I, who support Trump, uh, were so downgraded and so shadow banned that nobody but nobody saw our comments underneath a Donald Trump post. Or tweet. And all those and all those accounts usually were either bots or just people that were being paid to to troll the guy. I was so it was, it was terrible. I was so was really shadow bad. banned by Twitter. Like nothing I posted. I had like I had like uh, several thousand followers because I would follow back people. People who follow me, I would follow them back, or uh, people I follow would follow me back. You know how it works. And I had so many, but like I would post something, no matter how genius it is. No matter how genius or pertinent or or, uh, or or full of wisdom or comedy it was, nobody saw it. Nobody commented. I got no action on well, Twitter, so I quit. That kind of stuff. I it's, quit it, before it, it, I quit. I cursed out Jack Dorsey and Twitter for for, <laughs> for, for, for shadow banning me, and I cursed Good. them out. And then I just came back on Twitter because Elon Musk is is back, and I'm hoping that they stop the shadow banning. And maybe I would have, you know, given be given a an equal uh, playing field. That elusive blue check mark, blue oh, check mark, check don't mark. Don't even remind me of mark. that. That blue check mark, you know. And it was weird because I used to be, you know, I the account I use is just Freedom on Deck, and and I don't, I I have had a, a Twitter account way back in the day, but that was that was when I was hitting on girls and stuff. But this <laughs> is like this is all I do with Freedom, and I used to be like. Am I using this right? Is there something I'm doing wrong? Before yeah. they started with like really, before we knew what being shadow banned was. And it was interesting because we were talking about this the other day um, on the morning show with Lee Elsie. Lee Elsie was talking about his YouTube channel and the people that subscribe to him never get his videos. And the yeah. same, I have subscribed to him and I never get them either. And the reason is because he's being shadow banned. Yeah. Um, Lee LC, he's, he's a conservative, but he's not on our part where you could say, well, Chet and CV, I can see maybe why that would happen to them. But this is happening to anyone that has any differing point of view. So people need to understand. It, it was happening to me and CV then. It's going to happen to everybody. And I, I think the fact that Elon Musk came in and changed this a little bit, it already has. I've already seen results. I saw a post because we do a post for the show every Saturday on Twitter. And th last week we actually had people, which has never happened before uh last week or two weeks ago people were actually coming on our twitter post with the with the uh, banner and talking about the show and i've never seen that i was like i'm like holy crap we're actually getting discussions and more people following us now so obviously i think it it has made a difference cv mm -hmm. i don't like getter very much because getter is the same thing it's like you have to only people who are celebrities who have this like badge or whatever they call it get seen. I mean, their their posts uh, get some action. But if you're you know a, a schlub like me, yeah. <laughs> no matter how genius your post is, nobody's going to see it. So Getter is just as bad in in a lot of ways. I think Trump. I think Truth Social is pretty good, but I'll never go back on Facebook because un unless Elon buys Facebook. <laughs> it's it's never going to be fair for conservatives in fa on Facebook. No, it's not. It's not, man. I mean, they're they're just so bad. You know, the one I use now, I, I only have. It's not even an account. It's not my account. It is, but it's a fake name, and it's not me. They yeah. took my account. Uh, don't forget, they took my account off, yeah. and I think Brian's back on, but he's got a fake account now. Yeah. So it's like the, the only reason, but we do get a lot of traffic on our page for Freedom on Deck. If I didn't have that, I'd be off. But the only reason I do that is because a lot of the of our older listeners go there to find us, and I feel bad not having anything for that, but right. I don't do anything else on it. You know, but there's so many different websites that we can go on that don't block us, like uh, Brighteon, BitChute. We're on. We're on Rumble. We're on Spotify, and yeah, we're on a, a bunch of others that I can't even remember. 
And yeah, we so are. we we should we should you know appreciate the fact that there are other websites on the internet where you can do some you know videoing and you know uh what what are the podcasts the, I mean the ish, the issue is getting everybody over there not us but everyone else and that and sometimes that can be tough well you know people, I mean it, it it's well, the, it's conservatives are over there and that's yeah. kind of good just localized radio is different than you know anything national when it's local it's it is what it is. Listen, uh, we're wrapping it up. I think that was a good discussion on Twitter and Trump, and we'll see. Maybe he'll come back. If he does, I'm sure everybody will will uh, crap their proverbial pants. How come you're not on Truth uh, Social? It's not. It's really easy. Just sign up, and you can I'm fo- going. you can follow I'm Trump going. right. You can follow Trump on there. He posts all the time. Listen, I'm going to go make one as soon as we're d- we're done recording. I'm all going right. to do it, all right? All and I'll right. I'll make sure I follow you and and uh, make a complaint about you. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Listen, CV, I'll talk to you uh, next time around. Everybody out there, remember, it's the f- same freedom time, same freedom station here on 94.9 for Freedom on Deck. God bless America. Yeah.